Hi, everyone. Before we begin the show, we want to share a podcast with you that we're loving right now and that we know you're going to love too. It's called Future Hindsight, and it's a podcast that takes big ideas about civic life and democracy and turns them into action items for you and me. Hosted by Mila Atmos, listen to their new season on the social contract out now. Welcome to episode 98 of the Muck Podcast, an affiliate of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say it was a strange transition from every time you say that, but it's you, perfect. This is who you are. I this love is, it. This is, I have she's to. just always happy and she's always singing. Which is why this works so well. Because I'm always angry. No. <laughs> so much to say. So much. So much to and say. And so much going on. So I don't even know where to start. Well, let me start quick and easy and fast and say that the Daniel Kern drawing that we talked about oh the last my episode God. is out. It's done. It's beautiful. Go to Daniel Kern, K-E-R-N, art, A-R-T. Yes. Uh, on Instagram and you can see the progress of my work in progress drawing and then the final product amazing which is incredible amazing so he took a pose where I was sitting on the bed and I was kind of like my legs were like open but like I was holding my ankle and I, I was like looking strong bitch Ooh. and so that's the the pose that he um that he took and he put a sword in my hand like I'm holding the blade and the skulls, I love and the the skulls. skulls are coming out underneath <laughs> my my dress and I had this huge beautiful like headpiece on I look incredible I look <laughs> it's so like a warrior you magical. look like a warrior yeah that's what I said I said I want and there's all the snakes I'm like I just want to look like I want to murder someone and that is what he gave me yeah. and he was fantastic. It's amazing. I fucking love it. Aww. And he's such a nice guy. So such a super nice guy. Fun. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so and he's been commenting on our stuff like Yes. He, yes, yes, yes. So hi if you're listening. Hi Daniel. Um yes, yeah, so thank you for that. That was amazing Aww. and I'm so happy that we were able to do it and to share it. That was a fun day on the month. Yes. <laughs> last Wednesday. That was amazing. So check it out. Um I wanted to mention so the last story that you did was Oh yes, the, the Arkansas the blood, tainted blood. Yeah, the tainted yes. blood for Arkansas blood scandal, uh prison prison scandal. Um so we got retweeted by this um this campaign called Tainted Blood. Yes. And on Twitter, they're at Campaign TB. And they are trying to get justice for the victims yes. of this horrible, you know, situation with the blood. And yeah. the and okay. they're out of the UK because remember, yes. a lot of the blood um, went to Canada and yes. the UK. And the UK government mm -hmm. isn't really acknowledging a lot of this, right. I don't believe. So. Right. So they retweeted it. And uh, I mean, my favorite part of that oh was my God. the comments. <laughs> It was a comment so from somebody good. who was like swearing in exaggerated uh, comments or whatever yeah. it was aside. I was like, oops, that's me. And it was then great. I liked that comment. And then the person's like, oh, hi, Hillary. I don't mean to like, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, what did they say? Like have a bad word about your podcast. Yes. Cause I've checked out some of your other stuff and it's really great. And now and they're like, we're in the like, UK. We're, yeah, we're British. We're like, just not, we're not, you know, we're not, we love the enthusiasm of our U S friends. And I was like, Basically we're crude. Yeah. We I get said, it. We I, get it. UK. I was like, that's cool. Like we're, we're the crude counterpart to the British. <laughs> we're, your, we're your bastard ch children, <laughs> but, uh, I totally get it. I, but the story is, is incredible, and I just love that there's people out there still trying yes. to bring attention to this. Well, when I went to the website and I saw that people are still dying today. Oh, my God. And still impacted today. Like, Dude. it's awful. Like, it's awful that I they know. have to live with this. I know. It's just... And there's no justice. I haven't... And you haven't heard about it. Not in the U.S., I no. mean, my God. Ugh, it's so gross. I know. So, so go gross. check them out. And uh, yeah, that was awesome that they gave us a follow. And yes. they, they shared our inf our stuff on their YouTube channel so people can listen to it. It was really great. Yes. Um, here's something. Uh, there is a potential winner in the Congressional District 20 race yes. to replace Alcee Hastings. Yes. By a slim... Five votes. A hand, literally a handful of votes. Yeah. So the, it came down to <clears throat> Dale Holness, who is a, you know, old school fucking person in Broward County. He's been around forever. He's He was a county commissioner for yep. a long time. He was the mayor here in Broward County for, you know, when they switch those off every every year or whatever. Um, been around a long time. Yep. There's a lot there. 
Yeah. One day I'll <laughs> click on the mic and say, this is who I'm covering. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes. And then he was running. The other person that was left was Sheila Sh- uh, Yes. McCormick. I don't, I'm sure. McCormick, yeah. McCormick, yeah. Who works in health, the healthcare field. She owns her own company. Um, and so it came down to these two people, which I, I mean, I was really shocked that me too, those because, were the final two with, because there were some really oh heavy hitters in that race. I, I mean, I, I'm not afraid to tell you, I was rooting for Bobby DeBose. I love I'm Bobby a D. big Bobby DeBose yeah. fan. Go listen to his little muck. He's yeah. fantastic. Um, but Sheila is the winner. Yeah. <laughs> which Congratulations. Is, yes. It's incredible. And I read yesterday, if this gets certified as the final results of the election, she will be the first Haitian American yes. woman elected to Congress. Way to go! Get it, bitch! It's, it's incredible, fucking exciting. It's exciting. the 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 one thing that I'm still like bummed about is yeah. the number of seats that had to be given up mm. for this race. So that somebody makes me just a told me nervous. I I, f- I think that people are going to run for their seats again. Like so, Amari stepped out. I think Perry Thurston. I don't think Perry Thurston. He's a state senator. I don't <sighs> think he was termed. I don't, wait, was he? I don't know. But I know Bobby was. Bobby was on his last term anyway, so he was termed out. Um, So, I mean, I get it. But I don't think these people, I don't think that these these electeds go away. I think that they come back. Oh, they'll be doing something else. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I wanted to say something else to you, which I found interesting this week, is that we were at the Dolphins Democrats meeting, and Jane Bolin was one of the speakers. Now, Jane Boland is the mayor here in Oakland Park. It's a city in Broward County. She's and incredible. I, we should have her on Lil Muck. We have to yeah. have her on. I've been a huge fan of Jane forever. And I met her when she was running for that seat, what, yes. three or four years ago, because she's on her last yeah. uh, year. I have, I still have. I went notes. to. Do you have notes? I have notes Me from too. one of her. <gasps> it was her top 10 list. Yes. And I wrote it down. Me it was too. at a coffee shop. And yes, I was it was like. It was a Ruth's List event. Yes. And I oh, was like, she dude. is. She's incredible. Just amazing. She's so in amazing. tune with herself. So in touch smart. With her. Oh my God. She's fucking brilliant in business, in life. Like, and I know she and probably would selfless. be like. That was the thing. Like dude. when we heard her speak, it yeah. was like, she just gave everybody else props. She does not have an ego. Yeah, she came to give like an update on what's happening yeah. in Oakland park to the, to the dolphins meeting. And it was just like one thing after the other. This is how we got through the pandemic. These are the things that we were yeah. able to do. And, here were the and it people. was because of the volunteers. Yeah. It was because of the first responders. It was because of these people. It was okay. And then, so, so anyway, it, you know, I talked to her before the meeting and I'd asked her if she's going to run again. And she told me no. And then somebody asked her when yeah, she was directly, up there. Yeah. And she said that she wasn't. And people were really disappointed. And yeah. then she said she's going to start a nonprofit to do the things that the city needs. Get the money together yes. that the city needs to, to fund these programs. Which is fucked because it's you have to do those things outside of government to yeah. actually impact the to city. Impact but government. <laughs> if there's anybody who's going to do it, it's her. And yeah. I think that she's incredible. I I feel like, listen, nobody nobody never nobody ever not runs again. Like yes. they don't. They always run for they re-election. Run again. So the fact that but she's stepping she out on her own terms. Ego. That's right. There's she has no ego. No. She's completely selfless. Yeah. There's no. There's no. There's no this gain is, in it yeah. for her. She's successful on her own. She doesn't need this to be a thing. Yes. She's, and you know it's what? And it's right because, because these offices should not be jobs. No. They should not be jobs. It should be, okay, you did your time and now you go back to being whatever it was you were before you ran for, yeah. as a politician. And, and that's the problem is that we, we have created these career politicians and that's yeah. gumming everything up. Yeah. And she she was there for the four years. She sees what she what needs to happen. She knows how she needs to get that executed and get it done to do that job. And it's not sitting there, yeah. right? It's going outside of that and starting a nonprofit to fund those things. And probably to be honest, let's let's be honest, have a life. Yeah. Because this is a it's, it keeps you have your own job and then you have this plus this. all the public events and yes. everything else. So it's I exhausting. don't know. I mean, it's sad to see someone like her step out, but it's also I'm happy for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's doing it the way she wants to do yeah. it. She's incredible. Amazing. And then right after that, Annette Tadeo spoke and I wanted to fucking vomit. <laughs> like, the, you want to talk about the opposite oh, of selfless. It was, um, I can see the appeal that she has. Of course. And we gave her a platform, which sucked yeah. balls. Um, I can see the appeal that she has. Um, there were a couple things that... I don't know. 
it just it was the opposite there definitely was yeah this comp she exudes this confidence and control of the space and i think Mm. that's that's going to benefit her yeah she's a politician yes i mean through and through absolutely through and through so whoever you know uh engaged her to run for this to pull votes away from Nikki Freed yeah. knew exactly what the fuck oh, they were doing. They knew who to pick. And you asked such a great question. Well, I'm I'm annoyed like by who's, this. Who's coming up behind you? And there was no real answer to you that. Know, and I and it, it's the same problem with that congressional yeah, seat twenty. Because who's let's be replacing honest, these people. Let's the lead up to the lead up to this election is it like I said to her. I said, uh, I want to talk to you about who's gonna who's running for your seat. You are leaving a state senate seat in a district that you flipped from red that Trump won. Yeah. So y- you flipped it. We need you in the Senate. Yes. We don't have the numbers in the Florida Senate. We do not have the numbers in the Florida House. You are leaving that seat. I said it, and I didn't want to make it like, oh, you have to stay. But I said yeah. to her, and Charlie's leaving his seat. Charlie Chris is leaving his seat. We need that number. We need a House Democrat in the fucking U.S. House. These people are giving up their seats to run for for this. When we already have a statewide candidate who's once, a candidate who's won statewide, who needs your support. And that's Nikki Freed. So what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's. And then her answer, she didn't give me an answer. She she talked about how, why she should be running. I don't care about why you think you should be running. I'm asking, does the party and the people you represent mean anything to you? Do that, does that mean anything to you? No, because of the ego. That's right. the whole thing. Oh, she's going to be governor. Okay. Okay, Tina. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, um, I just, we are in, and I remember uh, Jasmine Rogers spoke mm-hmm. a few weeks ago at one of our Dolphins meeting, and she talked about this issue about all of those people running in that seat and like really candidates and the party not thinking things through what there's no party yeah there's no party but you know and she made such like important points Mm -hmm. and I remember somebody was like well if somebody wants to run they can run and it's like yeah we get that however not if it's not if it's going to be to the detriment Mm -hmm. to the state as a whole which we are already in dire straits right right so there's no need to it's it's almost as if they don't know what the term political power is Right, they don't and care. They don't care. It's about themselves. themselves. Yeah. It's an individual power. And if you had political power here, you build it by having those coalitions with other people. You put the party and and what we can accomplish as a whole together in front of your name as governor. Yeah, please, honey, please. Oh, <laughs> Let's. Is no one going to look at her and say, please? What are no. you? No, nobody. It's fucking insane, Tina. It's nuts. It's nuts. And even the support like that Charlie Crist is getting. I'm like, what is going on? Um, never. Never. What is going on? Yeah. And the, so afterwards I went and had a drink with some friends from the from the from the meeting and uh Justin 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 who listens every week. Thank you, Justin, Justin you sweet baby angel. Justin funny. said he, he's so fucking great. Great singer. I want to steal so him much away fun. from his boyfriend, but he'll never he'll never but they go are for like me. the most adorable. They, Oh my God. I said to him at the party ever. the other night, like, I was like, I how, love the yeah. two of them. I said, how in love are you? He's like, I'm so in love. I'm like, oh my God, <gasps> oh my I fucking God. love it. Like, like I just, said, I love love. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but he said to me, ooh, you got to cover Charlie Chris. I said, I covered Charlie Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Go and it. He's like, but you know more is going to come out soon oh, enough. And I was like, We'll yeah. do a special update. Oh my God. Oh well, Lord. I think that's it. Except the, the last thing I wanted to say was that we have a little month coming out yes. on Friday. Have, and I'm are, excited about me it. Me too. And so our guest is going to be from... She's famous from Instagram Ooh, and um, TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. and her name's Kate and she goes by girl with the microphone. Ooh. And if you have, if you do not know girl with a microphone, you have to go check her yeah, out on, on Instagram and TikTok. It's, <laughs> she uh, trolls she's Trump rally. She's funny. And she does a lot of advocacy. It's, yes, it's really, which we talk about. really great. Yes. So, and we um, have another guest coming on Lil Muck soon. <gasps> The amazing yes. Denise Portland. So who I, I know she listens so, also. So, so excited to have her on. I'm going to say this now so she can hear it before I have to sit down and face her. But I, I'm up. I apologize for my behavior the other night. I'm so <laughs> embarrassed. No, we were all at a party together and I left and I had a, a little bit to drink a little bit. And I was screaming about, um, Oh my God. Different things, different things, very private, different things. Yes. And Denise is there and I'm going, Oh, Denise, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, I respect you so much. I'm sorry. Oh my God. And Alfredo's yelling at me, but what else is new? Oh, he loves you. 
Oh, please. He loves you. <laughs> He's looking out for you. Oh, my gosh. I Aww. know. You're right. You're right. Oh, Alfredo. Oh, Alfredi. Alfredi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're first. Let's go. All right. Today, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you the story of former medical examiner from Tennessee, mm-hmm. O.C. Smith. Okay. Oh. In 2000, O.C. Smith was nominated to be the chief medical examiner in Shelby County and helped solve some of the state's most awful crimes. But when Smith suffers a gruesome attack, the coroner is embroiled in his own mystery at the morgue. Oh, my <gasps> gosh. What is this, Law & Order? SVU, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. So this oh, story... This story is a little cuckoo. Yeah. So it takes place in Shelby uh, County, Tennessee, and that is home to Memphis. And mm. the Mississippi River kind of like hugs right along its border. So they have like a port there. Mm. And I think they're like the second biggest. I um, have never been to Memphis. I'm dying to never go. Never been. I've, no. I haven't been either. Blues. Ooh. Beer. Yes. Bourbon? Is that right? I don't Yes. I don't fucking yes. know. Yes. Whiskey. Just give me yes. something to drink and play some music <laughs> that will make me cry. Ooh. Yes. So John Branson of the Memphis Flyer offers some background on Smith. He explains that Smith worked for the Emmys office beginning in 1978. And in 2000, then Mayor Jim Rout appointed Smith as the county medical examiner. And from all accounts, it appears that Smith was a well-respected guy. The Daily Sun reported that a former homicide detective, Deputy Police Chief Bob Wright, said, quote, you can call him at two o'clock in the morning and say you've got a body and he's there. Hmm. So he was someone that could always be counted on. Okay. And the Daily Sun also reported that Smith was known for his ballistics expertise and that he had a military background. He served in Desert Storm. Mm. And at the time that this story takes place, he also was still serving as a captain in the Naval Reserve's Medical Corps. Oh, wow. So he has this, you know, strong background. Yeah. And I want to just give a little bit of what like an ME does. I know most people know, but the chief medical examiner, essentially they're the ones that help ID a body and they help work on finding the cause of death and they help investigators understand the circumstances that lead to the death of someone. Mm. So in cases of foul play, they can play a crucial role and they're often called upon in cases and their testimony is sometimes what cinches a case, landing murderers in jail. Yeah, and they have to be right on yes right? they have to be and, exact and they have to be trustworthy where like if the cops are looking at them and they're like come on man can you please like rule it this way they have to be able to say no this is how it is it's they have to yes. be impartial yes yeah so now because a medical examiner helps with cases of unlawful death they can sometimes face anger from families or mm. those that may ha- uh, they may have had to testify against Ooh. and smith faced similar things but maybe even more so because according to death penalty information smith helped convict about one third of the state's death row inmates mm. so that's a lot like for the yeah, entire state like one third one third of them based on his testimony so that's a lot of lives on the line mm. and potentially a lot of angry people okay And there was one case in particular that Smith may have had concerns about, and that was the case concerning Philip Workman. So I'm going to talk about the Philip Workman case. Mm. So back in 1982, Workman, at 28 years old, attempted to rob a Wendy's. He was homeless, and he was addicted to cocaine at the time. Mm. Cops show up because the uh, person working at the Wendy's triggers a silent alarm, and so now the cops come, Mm. and he takes off and allegedly shot and killed one of the police officers, which, you know, like once you kill a cop, forget it, right? You're out. So Workman claimed that it was friendly fire that actually killed the cop (gasps) and not his own gun. Do you know this story? That sounds familiar. This sounds a Wendy's friendly fire. That sounds very familiar to me. Okay. So however, the Tennessee coalition to abolish state killing explained that later on another ME did say that the ballistics were not consistent with Workman's gun. Right. CNN also reported that five of the original jurors signed affidavits stating that they would not convict him to the the death penalty based on this new evidence. Mm. And in 2001, it was medical examiner Smith who dismissed the claims of friendly fire. And Lee Young of CBS News reported that Smith specifically testified that the bullet fragments found in the officer's wound could have only come from Workman's gun. Oh. So now he doesn't get 
clemency. Like he's trying to obviously get off of death row. Mm -hmm. And Leung cited Workman as saying this regarding Smith's testimony. Quote, he's a murderer. Mm. He was going to murder me with this false testimony. Jeez. So I was like, what is happening with this story? So ultimately, like I said, Workman was denied clemency for the death penalty, and he died at the hands of the state in <gasps> 2007. Oh, no. Yeah. So, but back in April 2001, the same year that Smith testified against that friendly fire theory, a reporter, a cop, and a citizen each received a letter appearing to threaten Smith. So here are some of the contents of the letter, and this is provided by Branston's article in the Memphis Flyer. The evil one is in the body of O.C. Smith, mm. soulless, pawn of the devil, guilty of two mortal sins. And then another one is liar, um, and it says that he's trying to, quote, murder Philip Workman, a lamb of God. And then the Daily Sun mm-hmm. offered another excerpt from the letters. Long have I waited for my holy order to fight against the doctor killer abortionist. But now I know our Lord was saving me for something larger. Holy sh- Uh-oh. This is weird. As soon as I hear Lamb of God, I head for Z Hills. Yes. I'm out. Bye. No, 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 no. Then, so that was back in April of 2001. Then in March of 2002, Branson reported that a janitor finds three bombs outside the Shelby County Regional Forensic Center. What? That's where Smith's office is. And the bombs were found in a stairwell that could be accessed by the public. So there's these three okay. like makeshift bombs. Okay. So obviously there's a cause for concern mm-hmm. and it appears like maybe someone has it out for Smith. Right. And then the big thing. So in June, 2002, a few months after the bomb incident, Smith is found in a stairwell at the Emmy's office, padlocked to a window and tied up with barbed wire <gasps> across his entire body, including his face <sighs> There was a bomb attached to him, (gasps) a bomb similar in style to those found in the stairwell earlier that year. And not only that, but lye had been thrown on his face as well. And he suffered like minor chemical burns as a result. Holy cow. So when the police find him, they're like, we got to defuse the bomb and like, you know, like get him out of this contraption. Holy shit. And CBS News offered details of Smith's account of the attack. And I'm going to read this verbatim from Rebecca Leung's article for CBS because she just like quotes him directly. He came out from my right front. I got a glimpse of a man, maybe six feet. I just saw something got up into my face and it just burned. And I put my hands up in my eyes and I got a second splash. Mm. So then when he's blinded, Smith says that he's like punched and dragged down the stairs. And he says, I'm down, face down, belly down. And then he starts to tie me up with the barbed wire. So the assailant (sighs) came um, armed with enough barbed wire, like I said, to wrap his ankles and wrists. And what looked like a crown of thorns, like oh across his head. That's all I could picture when you yeah. said the, the around his ankles. I was like, the, the, that yes, it, you know, around the head would look like Jesus. Yes. And so Smith says, "quote Once he had me wrapped up like that, then he told me to stand up and push me to the security grate on the window and shackled me in a crucifixion position." <gasps> and then he says that the bomb was glued to him to his chest, and he said that that's when the assailant like spoke to him for the very first time and said. He says, uh, he leans over and tells me, push it, pull it, twist it, and you die. Welcome to death row. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. So naturally, an investigation begins to find out who would attack this medical examiner, and specifically the ATF, which is the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Agency, Mm -hmm. gets involved. So CBS 48 Hours covered the incident, and in a press release, they talked about how the investigations end up leading nowhere. They go talk to workmen. They go talk to, you know, other people and they can't. Yeah, like who would do this? On yeah. the, it sounds like it's for workmen, but who would do that for him? It, yes. Or someone who's just obsessed with the case yes, or something. It's very weird. And the story just starts to not make sense to police officers. They're like, there's something weird. Uh-oh. Wait so they're like, Smith. He did this. Stop. <laughs> Tina, no. Yes. Oh. So Smith, who recall had a military background, didn't <sighs> seem to have fought back from his attackers and another article in Commercial Appear reported that even though he was tied up with the barbed wire and had those slight burns, he was otherwise not really harmed at all. And Leung for CBS News also reported that a paramedic noticed a lack of blood at the scene, which she felt was really strange. She's like, you know, he's there with this barbed wire. There's no cuts. There's no bleeding. Like, That's weird. You know, like yeah. he's carefully placed in this barbed wire. Like he would 
you know, I would imagine be struggling. What's this guy doing? So why would the doctor yes, do this? Why? 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 Who deal? ties them up? So, this reminds up with me of your, this reminds me of the story you did where the guy was running through the woods. Yeah, he was running at his girlfriend's house. Like what is what are these guys it's like thinking? The craziest thing. Yeah. So reports basically indicate. Mm-hmm. That Smith did this to seek attention, that he was one of these Honey. people that just wanted constant attention and would tell like these tall tales. You can and go to karaoke and get attention. I know. I mean, well, the desert is easier than fucking barbed wire. The Desert News reported that prosecutors uh, basically believe that it was a mental disorder, almost like a Munchauser kind of thing. Um, and it caused him to seek this kind of attention. So he ends up being indicted for lying about the incident Jesus. and he faced the following charges because he put officers' lives yeah. in danger yeah. for like trying, I mean, what if it didn't work, you right. know? So he's charged with lying to federal investigators, illegally possessing a bomb, and he could face up to 20 years if he was convicted. Wow. So at the time of the indictment, James Cavanaugh from um, ATF, Ugh, that name, I know, Honey. had this to say as reported by the New York Times, quote, When a prominent figure in law enforcement, such as the medical examiner, is charged with a crime, it strikes at the heart of our criminal justice system. But our responsibilities here are clear, to follow the facts and to enforce the law without fear or favor. Mm. So they're like, it's time to go down, dude. This is someone you need to trust. Can you imagine? And he's mentally unbalanced. I mean, there's clearly something wrong. So Death Penalty Information Center reported that a Pittsburgh medical examiner and who at the time was president of the American Board of Legal Medicine had this to say about Smith. Quote, if he could fabricate a story like this that a Hollywood screenwriter on LSD would have difficulty coming up with, who can believe him in the courtroom? So now... These poor screenwriters, they got me an LSD to fucking recreate him. What is this? To have a crazy story like this? Yeah. But... Now they're like, what about all these cases? Dude, that's what I'm that saying. That he has now yeah. convicted people yeah. on. Can we trust his testimony? Oh, these lawyers are going to have a field day with this. And Smith did what a lot of people don't. He actually resigns from his position while okay. this is happening. And prosecutors did try to offer him a plea deal, but CBS News reported that he had this to say, I'm never going to quit and I'm never going to surrender and I'm never going to sign that piece of paper. So he's like, this happened to me. Like he sticks oh. to that. Like I was attacked the person is still out there, like, you know, no one's helping Weird. me. Yes. So prosecutors also found uh, evidence of a pattern of lying. So Leung reporting for CBS stated that Smith told people that his family had been slaughtered what? on a trip to Africa. So he's, he would tell people the story that his whole family had been murdered. And it wasn't true. Like, it's a little cuckoo, like, because then people a are little. like, oh, my God, your whole family was killed. You course, know, and like, that's sympathy. It's just bizarro. So the case goes to trial mm-hmm. and it ends up with a hung jury. Oh my gosh. And they never retry him because they don't think like that they can get people to. So what? I know. What? He's just wandering the streets now? Yeah. So um, telling people the stories about <laughs> slaughtered families. And- so basically this I thought was interesting. So he's their medical expert, right? And because of that position, like I said, um, during the time, prosecutors did try to take steps to provide alternative experts because he was like their main person. And now yeah. their main person is gone because his credibility is tarnished at this point. And in 2005, after the trial, CNN reported that Smith said that he would continue to provide testimony at trials as a medical expert. And he did. So <sighs> he's not like, I'm not a medical, like I may not be working for the medical examiner's office but I'm still a yeah, medical expert in these yeah. cases. And that's what he did. Wow. And I was shocked. I'm like, how, who's I mean, using him? I mean, so, I mean, he, it's not like he was convicted. I guess that's what yeah, they could say. Yeah. So, and he maintained that innocence till the end wow. and some points of interest. The workman case is well known, even though I'd never really heard of it before, but there are two songs about this incident. Nancy Griffith's not innocent enough and Shanghai River's Philip Workman's last meal. Mm. And his last meal is really, it's interesting. Don't tell me it's Wendy's. No. (laughs) He requested a vegetarian pizza to be sent to a homeless person. And the state denied it. They're like, sorry, we don't do charity work. And so he- No, we just murder people. Yeah, so he like refuses to eat. But then people hear about his request and they start inundating homeless shelters with vegetarian pizza. Oh my and all God. these people start doing it. was so, so sad. Like one lady got her friends together. They donated $1,200 mm. to buy 500 pizzas to the rescue mission. And that was the place that he wanted the pizza delivered to. 
and it's an organization that gives food to the homeless. Because remember, he was homeless. Yes. He and was in a bad place He was here. in a bad I mean, place. And they quoted Marvin Champion, who ran the shelter. I used to be homeless, so I know how rough it gets. I seen some bad things, not having enough food. The cupboards are bare. But we got pizza to feed enough people for a while. So I don't know. That's what that just case, got I to mean, me. I don't want like, to say like poor sense. baby because listen, the, the police officer was killed and that's yes. not fucking yes. great either. No, 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 no. But no. I remember that case. I remember it was, it yes. was as if it was friendly fire. Like that yes. was what it was maintained Because to be. a lot of people and ballistics experts yeah. have come out and said no, like right. in the state. So in 2001, they did do a stay of execution because he got embroiled in this like lie. Right. And so he was scheduled to be killed that year, but they mm. put it off and then he kept trying and people were like, just give him clemency, like let, you know, not clemency, yeah. but like get him off death row. And they, they didn't do it. Wow. So, um, when the attack on Smith went down, folks of course asked a workman about it. And Leon reporting for CBS news said that he said, quote, kind of makes it look like there's some fanatical nut supporter of mine, or perhaps I knew somebody or had somebody do such a crazy Mm -hmm. thing or something like that. But then he told them his own theory. He said, I told them you all need to be investigating Dr. Smith. Like he knew like this guy was messed up. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Oh, this poor man. So, um, the thing I thought was crazy too is the day that he is indicted, the mm-hmm. very same day he is indicted for this cockamamie like story, he provides testimony in a murder case. Like, so he went wow. to court, he's giving his testimony, and the New York Times reported that DA William Gibbons had this to say about it. This is a very serious charge, but at the same time, there's no reason to believe that it undermines the validity of his opinions as a medical expert. Mm. They are two different issues. So, um, Smith ends up dying in 2019 at the age of 66. And that is the story of medical examiner O.C. Smith and the mystery at the morgue. Tina. What a story. Fucking great story. I was like, what? I was looking at something else and then I saw this and I was like, what in the holy heck is this? Like, Wow. This was, by the way, this was a, a law and order SVU. Oh, was it? Yeah. They had a medical examiner who was murdering people. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it was really good. But I mean, I mean, kind of like this, yes. but not really like this. But you know, he was he was wacky. Wow. <gasps> oh. Ooh. God. You know, you think about people being in these important positions. Yes. And you forget that they're human beings. They're that, human. You know, are, have but flaws I and I problems. I don't know how I would feel about him providing testimony. Like I, I don't. Mean, no. I, I don't. I feel like that if he's willing to exaggerate that, what yeah. else is he exaggerating? I, w- I don't think that he I mean, has credibility. As, as soon as cross-examination starts, it's like, hi, weren't you yeah. on trial for doing this thing? And he'd go, well, I was, it was a hung jury. Yeah. But now this jury's tainted with that yes. information, so they're not going to trust this guy. It just, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me either. It's very weird. Girl. All right. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Ready? So I'm going to cover somebody. This is a story that like broke uh, a month ago. Oh. So it's brand new. There's not a lot of end to, there's no end to this story. It's still ongoing. (gasps) Nothing's gone to trial. Like it's still happening. Okay. But I found it (laughs) incredibly fascinating. Even like, we don't know why this happened, why these folks did this thing, but I love to speculate. Like we can totally speculate on like why we think, but um, I'm going to tell you about Navy engineer, Jonathan Toby. Oh. Okay. On Saturday, October 9th, 2021. Oh my God, this is fresh. (laughs) Jonathan and Diana Toby, his wife, of Annapolis, Maryland, were arrested in Jefferson County, West Virginia, by the FBI and the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, NCIS. Um, It was stunned neighbors and friends and family. They're like, what the hell is going on, right? Probably this upstanding American Yeah, they're this normal suburban family. Um, He worked as a naval engineer and his wife was a private school teacher, like lived in this regular suburban neighborhood. Like, why are the FBI arresting them, right? Yeah. So it turns out for almost a year, Jonathan Toby, aided by his wife, Diana, sold information known as restricted data (gasps) 
concerning the design of nuclear power <gasps> warships to a person they believed was a representative no. of a foreign power. No. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Holy crap. Dude. Insane. Fucking insane. How did you even get involved? I don't know, but the whole thing, like, even when I was you know, reading this. like, and someone was, just comes up to you and is like, no, hey, no, he, oh, no, it, you'll see how it happens, but how it starts out. But, like, I know you haven't watched The Americans, but no. it is, like, one of the best television shows. Never jumps the shark. Like, Ooh. never goes bad. Like, Maybe from that's beginning what I'll do today to when end. I'm curled up on the couch. <gasps> Tina, Recovering it's from my boost. <laughs> so effing good. But it's in the 80s, set in the 80s America, Ooh. and, like, Russian spies that are here, but they, they look like Americans. They yeah. look like an American family, but they're Russian spies. It's so effing good but it reminds me of this like the spy yeah. you know okay it's, it's so wild good. it is so um they thought they were talking to a foreign agent but it turns out they were talking to an undercover fbi agent wow. the whole time oh my god the whole time tina so, so the t- uh, this is crazy so <laughs> did they just said like do they just well, test people yeah well let's okay so the toby's uh, you know, they've been charged in a criminal complaint alleging violations of the Atomic Energy Act. They were both wow. charged with conspiracy to communicate data and communication of restricted data. So basically, I mean, espionage. That's, this, I know, but this Spy. is scary ass data. Like this is <gasps> nuclear. Dude, one of the things that one of the things I was reading is that um, it, some of the data that they had, they were transferring or whatever, was how they the Americans have a submarine that can be submerged for thirty three years. And what? not never not come up. <gasps> what? Thirty three years without having to come back up. Oh, so basically they'll survive like the nuclear attack. Yeah, great. And they could spy, like they could sit off the yes. coast of somewhere and spy on places, and that nobody knows they're fucking there. Wow, that's crazy. But these that's are like kinda... the most kept secrets. Yeah, held close held, held secrets, right? That we have. That's so. That's kind of creeping me out. I know. So Jonathan Toby was an employee of the Department of the of the Navy who served as a nuclear engineer and was assigned to the Naval Nuclear Propulsion Program, also known as Naval Reactors. He held an active national security clearance, um, national security clearance through the U.S. Department of Defense, giving him access to this restricted data. Um, he worked with and had access to information concerning naval nuclear propulsion, including information related to military sensitivity, I'm sorry, sensitive design elements, operating parameters, and performance characteristics of the reactors for nuclear-powered warships. Wow. Yeah. This is some of the most top-secret information for the U.S. military. Like, wow. People would be die to get this, like, pay lots wow. of money and to get this information. like, made his way up to have this clearance? Yeah, because he'd work there, yeah. you know. Of course, yeah, you get yeah, your background cleared. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to read you a lot of information that's directly from the the the, um, the criminal, or I'm sorry, the complaint affidavit, because that's really all we know right now. Wow, they've been to court once, but we really don't know like how this is going to turn and out. They haven't pled. They didn't do any. They did. They, oh, did. they did. Okay, yes. so they but, admitted the guilt. No, they did not. <gasps> Dina, let me get there. You're okay, asking too I'm many sorry, questions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm okay, like, so here's what's in the complaint. So the complaint affidavit alleges that on April 1st, 2020, Jonathan Toby sent a package to a foreign government listing a return address in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Uh-oh. containing a sample of restricted data and instructions for establishing a covert relationship to purchase additional restricted data. Wow. Okay, so it's like, here's a little bit of what I can yeah. show you, right? Um the foreign government has not been disclosed yet. So he reached out to another com- country. Oh, shit. The country then gets this um, request and immediately sends it to the FBI. Like, oh, we don't shit. know who this is. Here's this person who's trying to give us information. The FBI wow. is like, thanks. Thank wow. you very much. So from the get-go. Yeah, they intercept this. Oh, shit. And now they start talking to yeah, Jonathan Toby. It's like, yeah, here we are. We're a foreign agent. Sure, give us this oh, information. What an we'll idiot, pay you. this guy. Dude, what a dope. So- the affidavit alleges that thereafter, Toby began corresponding via encrypted email with an individual whom he believed to be a representative of the foreign government. The indiv- Like I said, the individual was really an FBI agent. Wow. So Jonathan Toby continued this correspondence for several months, which led to an agreement to sell restricted data in exchange for thousands of dollars in cryptocurrency. Oh, this damn cryptocurrency. <laughs> is that Bitcoin? Is that what that know. is? I don't know what this stuff I is think, either. I think so. I'm I just, anything, anything that's just like electronic is weird to yeah. me. No, baby, give me, I want some cold, hard cold, cash hard in my cash. cold, hard hands, <laughs> bitch. 
Okay, so on June 8th, 2021, the undercover agent sent $10,000 in cryptocurrency to Jonathan Toby as a good faith payment. Wow. Shortly afterwards, on June 26th, 2021, Jonathan and Diana Toby traveled to a location in West Virginia. There, with Diana acting as a lookout, Jonathan... Holy crap, why would it, Why would she... Get involved in this. I know. It's effed up, dude. Ugh. So uh, she acted as a lookout and Jonathan placed an SD card, right? One of those little cards yeah. and uh, concealed within a half a peanut butter sandwich. So he wrapped up the SD card, put it inside of a peanut butter sandwich and then uh, dropped it, did a dead drop at a pre, you know, d- determined location. Yes. So, okay. Wow. After retrieving the SD card, the undercover agent sent Jonathan Toby a $20,000 cryptocurrency payment. Holy and crap. In, because he's like, okay, yes, you got my stuff. I got it. Here's your money. And in return, Jonathan Toby emailed the undercover agent a decryption key uh, for the SD card. So now he can oh, access so the he's information. like, give me the money. I'll give you the key. Yes. So a review of the SD card revealed that it contained restricted data related to submarine nuclear reactors. Wow. Tina. <laughs> On August 28th, oh, Jonathan Toby made another dead drop of an SD card in Eastern Virginia, this time concealing the card in a chewing gum package. Oh my goodness. Um, after making a payment to the to, to Toby of uh, $70,000 in cryptocurrency, the FBI received a de- decryption key for the card, and it too contained restricted data related to submarine nuclear reactors. I mean, he doesn't care that he's putting the entire country and people's I mean, it's, lives at risk. It's for cuckoo. money? For what? When when we're all in the nuclear fallout, what's that money going to do? I don't know. Wow. I, right. So the FBI arrested Jonathan and Diana Toby on October 9th after he placed yet another SD card Dang. at a prearranged dead drop location in a second location in West Virginia. So be, like I said, because this case is ongoing, like it's, it's, it's short, right? But I think it's so incredible to like speculate of like, why, why, why would they do this? Is yeah. it money? What's the reason? Like all were I can they think of debt? is like, right. We don't know anything yet, yeah. but like, even if it was, this is not the way to do that. No. Like you could get in such serious trouble. And then why would the wife go along with it? Like, uh, and she, why she wouldn't be like, are you out of your mind? I'm not doing this. No, I know. Or why even get her involved? Yeah. If you're in debt and you're able to get that kind of money on your own, yeah. just keep her in the dark so she doesn't get in yes. trouble too. But he didn't even do that. Do they have kids? They have two kids. Oh God. Tina. Okay. So on October 20th, 2021, a few weeks ago, the Tobies pleaded not guilty to the charges um, at separate hearings in West Virginia federal court where they face maximum punishments of life in prison oh, if convicted. Well, they should. And they're trying them separately. Oh, shit. Okay. So they have to have different lawyers, probably hoping to pit them against each other. Well, she can easily go, I didn't know. He forced me into it. Yeah, but you, you know. know, the FBI was watching all these drops. Yeah. They saw her. Yeah. So, um, I felt afraid. I didn't know. Oh, please, honey. That, that's, you know, that's what it's going to be. Please. I was scared for my life. Oh my God. Uh, you should see their pictures. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> they look like a regular, like next door neighbor. That's so it's wild. It's crazy. So on October 20th, uh, Kevin Johnson with USA Today reported that, um, Jonathan Toby did not challenge the government's request that he be detained pending trial but diana toby did she sought release on bond at a detention hearing where new details of the unusual case of alleged espionage emerged including concerns that the family had planned to quickly flee to the to another country right oh, so she was like getting ready we'll just go somewhere well when else. they went into the house they found these things so u.s magistrate uh, robert trumbull did not immediately rule on diana toby's release but fbi agent peter olintis who helped oversee the FBI's months-long inquiry into this case, told the court that a search of the couple's Annapolis, Maryland home following their October 9th arrest turned up evidence suggesting a long-planned escape. Oh, my God. He said that um, investigators recovered a go-bag packed for travel uh, with passports for their two children, $11,300 in $100 uh, bills wrapped in rubber bands, a cryptocurrency wallet, and shredded documents. What the hell's a cryptocurrency wallet? I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. Yes, I need to learn and p.s but i don't want to learn because if i had yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't have information anybody wants i see this is the problem no i know i just want them to give me the cryptocurrency yeah maybe he thought he was being underpaid 
Um, I'm sorry, but seventy thousand for an SD card, like that's ridiculous. No, I mean at his job job. No, I know, but like maybe he was like, "Fuck the fuck, them. they're bet, not paying oh, me." Please, I bet as an engineer, I guarantee you, he's making six figures. You think so? Yes, oh, an engineer know. for the Navy or whatever. Maybe, and with that kind of security clearance, and he probably has the best health insurance. Right, give me a break. I, I'm dying to know what's going on here. So, um, Alintis, the FBI agent, told the judge, "Like, I think she's going to leave the country if you let her out." She's out, right? He's going to take the hit for this, and she's going to go. Um, prosecutor said Diana Toby's continued detention was necessary because the government had not yet located the $100,000 the <gasps> FBI paid the couple in cryptocurrency oh, during shit. the undercover operation. Okay? So they're just like, oh, I'm, they're going to hold on to that for yeah. a while. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, investigators also had not recovered additional cash caches caches i don't know what those things are called of classified data that jonathan toby had allegedly dangled seeking millions more in payments wow so there's so more they just want they're the like cryptocurrency is gone live, it's start hidden. another life yeah and then he's got more information to sell wow yeah defense attorney edward mcmahon downplayed his clients the diana's uh role asserting that the government had provided quote no evidence that diana toby knew what her husband was up to end quote mm-hmm. you knew this was coming yeah he also rejected the fbi's description of the couple as displaying advanced tradecraft as they carried out data drops concealed in a peanut butter sandwich and gum wrappers <laughs> he said quote uh, it was terrible they are here aren't they like they came in they were yeah. arrested it's not like they were missing he later outlined a series of conditions, including electronic monitoring that would ensure Diana Toby's future appearances in court. And he said, quote, Mrs. Toby wants to defend this case and she wants the chance to do it. Um, that's what he told the judge and saying that her release was necessary to assist in the defense, which likely could put her at odds with her husband for the, of 18 years. Right. Like, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. Like maybe they even had a plan. Like if they get arrested, she gets out yeah. and takes care of the kids. And yeah. then, of course, has this fucking money. That's hidden somewhere. My God. And then he takes the hit for it. But we don't know. But why get her involved in the first place? I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. I know. So that's the story. I mean, I I know it's short and sweet. No, I love it. I'm dying to see what the hell's going to happen with this case. She's going to totally turn on him. And she's going to play the victim. To to be honest. Yeah. She has to. And people are going to be like, oh, she probably didn't know because he's probably like, oh, something for work. And I just went with him and I thought it was a secret mission. And, you know, while he's walking out of the car with a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. Maybe she thought like he was doing some important, you know, I don't know. Girl, there'll be a story. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's that's a good one, right? That is an amazing one. I know. So um, have you decided who you're going to do for episode 100? No. Okay. Neither have I. But. I'm really, really looking for a big juicy case. Yes. I'm dying I have to do not, something good. I have not thought about it. And I had that stinking booster yesterday. So oh, like, yeah, you're dead to the wind. I am dead. Like is I that, just, is that the saying? No. I don't know. I just want to like curl up. I just want to curl up. And in your tracksuit? I'm in my tracksuit. <laughs> tracksuit life. <laughs> I need my tracksuit life. Oh my God. I love it. Oh goodness. I know. All right. Well, listen. That's good. It's really short. It's a short episode. Good. But it's packed full of fun stuff. It is. Yes. But real quick, I wanted to say happy birthday to Emma. We were at her house. (laughs) We were at her house for a birthday party uh, last week and it was so much fun. Oh my God. You know, a lot of the reason why we're sitting here is because Emma exists in our life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if we had, if she hadn't started that women's march in Florida, we never would have met. So, and she encouraged us to do this. Yes. And she's a, she's just one of the most remarkable women ever. She's so supportive and kind and sweet and funny. And so uh, funny. But how much fun. It was so much fun. That was a fun party. Although I'm calling bullshit on Alfredo's costume. Why? Because he did, he did, it's supposed to be like 90s theme and he did, um. Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah, but Baywatch wasn't a movie. It was supposed to be a movie. I think they did make a Baywatch movie. Yeah, but not till like last year. And of course The Rock was in it because he's in everything. Oh, I thought that they did like, they didn't do one in the in the 80s or 90s. I don't think so. I I don't think so. And also I'm calling bullshit on another outfit. I'm not going to say who it was because it doesn't matter. Uh But he was basically wearing a sweater. And I said, meanwhile, I've got blood coming out of my nose. I'm wearing a fucking hot ass wig. And I said, what are you? He goes, I'm Kevin from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? What? Come on, man. Help me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Help me. I need to see some costumes. I'm showing up. I need to see some costumes. I was uh, Sarah Connors, but everyone thought I was Laura Croft. (gasps) 
Somebody in my, yes. I put a picture of us in the stories and someone says, Alara Croft. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Which works. Cause I think it both there works. was a movie. Oh, please. You looked hot as hell, bitch. Oh. You pulled it off, honey. My arms looked good. They, yeah. F you. Husband. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled it off. My arms looked good. Dang it. Yes, they did. They did. Oh my God. That was fun. That was so much fun. Yeah. Good party. Yeah. I'm so happy that it was before I got my booster. Yeah. And get ready because when I have my birthday in March, <gasps> we're going roller skating. Woo! Roller skate party. Yeah. And you better show up. Oh, I'm going to show up for now, your birthday. Listen, I night, need the granny walker though. No, they don't do that. I was just going to tell you that oh, at shit. night they don't give out the walkers. They don't give out the granny walker. They can't do a favor. <laughs> they can't do me a solid and throw a granny I'll see walker. what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Oh my God. But we're going to skate like it's nobody's business. Yes. We're going to skate like it's 1978. I can't wait. The best year ever. Aww. Hi. And Podfest oh. is coming. Oh my God. I was just going to say, oh my God, Pod Tina. Fest. I had in my notes mentioned that <laughs> Fuckfest is happening again because yes. yes. Now that's in May. P.S. I was going to ask you, did you check to see if it's the same weekend as the Dolphins Gala? Because oh, that's in May. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I was like, if that's the same weekend in May, we, we're, we're going to have a lot of trouble. Dang it. But yeah, that's in Orlando. And my, I got to tell you, my son has you... his uh, tournament in Orlando that weekend. Oh, you know what? I don't, the same weekend as Podfest? Yep. The Dolphins is the 21st of May. Oh, so, so here's the thing. So Pod... that's the week before. Yes. So it'll be awesome. Ooh. So Podfest is so much fun. If you have a podcast, you have, you yes. definitely have got to go to Podfest. It's in Orlando. I think it's, is it, is it not May 14th? No, no, no. The weekend, it's, May 28th. It's, yeah, it's a Memorial Day weekend. Okay, you have to go to PodFest. Yes. First of all, we met so many amazing podcasters. It's going to be so much fun because COVID yes. is going to be gone. We're boosted. Yes, we're boosted, honey. Oh. Got to go to PodFest. And, I can't wait. I cannot um, wait. Tina's signing up to be a speaker. She's going to want to be, she's going to yes. do a speaking engagement. No, for both of us. No, no, just, oh, me too? Yeah. You talk, I'll just stand there. Okay, well, I'm going to put something together. All right, good. Well, yes, <gasps> Tina's signing up to be a, a presenter, as you should, as you should. I am excited. Um, yes, listen, honey. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm I'm there. I'm already there in my brain. Yes. PodFest is so much fun. Yeah, I can't wait. And it's been two years. I was going to say, when we, the last time we went, we only had the podcast for three months. Yes. We are seasoned, honey. Yes. You know who, we, who we need to drop this information to is um, Odd Pods. Yes. That's where we can get have it to get together for Odd Pods. Yes, Odd Pods party. Of I'm going to do it right now before yes. right, right, right after yes. we're done recording. I'm going to drop that in the in the message. Yes. Okay. Hi. All right. Love you so much. I love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you.